I think what was happening is I wasn't fully aligned with what I was doing. And God kind of like forced me into like, hey, go find yourself and discover who you are a little bit more so that you can discover on what you actually, who you want to be and what you want to do. I got a billion dollar mindset, steady as a flow, navigating on my time spent, letting us know. So, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the internet's number one success podcast, Into the Mind, where we sit down and we analyze and break down the characteristics, traits, and stories of successful entrepreneurs, investors, and high achievers so that together we can learn from their mistakes, be inspired by their victories, and replicate their formulas for success. I'm your host, Marlon Johnson, former parkour athlete turned real estate entrepreneur, and I'm on a mission to help 7.8 billion people improve their lives personally, professionally, and financially by empowering their mindsets and connecting them to the right people. Today, my guest is someone who is making some pretty big waves in the entrepreneurial space out here in Arizona. He's the founder of the Just Grow podcast, which is increasingly becoming more than just a podcast. It's actually starting to become a movement. After experiencing some of the lowest lows he's ever found himself in life, he put himself on the mountains in Utah where he had this epiphany and he had a conversation with a stranger that led him to realizing he's really good at asking deep questions and building rapport with individuals to go to places that most people just never visit. So today we're going to be talking about how the podcast has come together, how it's becoming more of a movement what it's creating for the attendees, not just himself and the guests, but actually the people in attendance and the breakthroughs that they're having. And I just want to say I really am excited to talk about one of his projects, which is Vision Videos. And it, like honestly, like I'm so excited about this. So this episode is going to be a lot of fun. Also, you saw me reading some stuff off of my phone because I did not want to forget it. So <laughs> I'm not at that point yet where my brain can just remember everything. But allow me to introduce my guest. I'm going to mess up his last name, but I hopefully don't. Nick Arapkillis. Yeah, you nailed it, man. Bro, let's go. You ain't messing that up. Dude, heck yeah, man. Dude, happy birthday. We got to acknowledge that first oh, and foremost. Dude, thank you so much. Yeah, I really would not want to be anywhere else besides on this show right now, doing what I love, doing it with somebody that is in the same sort of industry. You run your podcast. You know what it's like mm -hmm. to have these sort of conversations. They just... They literally put fuel into us. We actually just finished up recording an episode on your show, so yeah. I'm going to be sure to send you all over to his podcast after, which is right up here on the screen. But Nick, this is about you right now, man. Like, you and I, I just want to tell people how we met now, you know. So I was about two weeks ago, right before the 4th of July, you and July I... July 3rd. It was July 3rd, yeah. right? We met in the parking lot outside of your apartment complex here. Yep. We got a party bus together, something <laughs> that I'm pretty much never on. Like most of you know me, I'm grandpa sometimes. And we, as a group, went out to the rivers to go floating. And what I thought was so cool was this group was almost a, a room full of strangers. There was about 20 something of us, 24, 25 of us. Yeah. And most people didn't know, you know anyone else. Like they came with maybe one other person. So it was a group of strangers and the energy was just phenomenal. And I later came to find out that a lot of them, the connecting piece was you, it was Nick. And your energy showed me exactly why that was the case. You have some amazing energy, man. Like, so I'm excited to dive into the story today of, you know, essentially a little bit about who you are, how the Just Grow podcast came into being, and some of the less conventional things that I don't really ever get to talk about on this platform but i absolutely want to take the conversation there hell yeah man i'm down to talk about whatever but yeah i appreciate you that and something i always like saying and i didn't coin this term by any means my friend braxton did but i'm really starting to adopt this is like the coolest thing about me is the people i know mm. right and like you say that i brought all these people together but it's just like i don't know people amazing people just keep showing up in my life and i think it has to do with the energy that you put out but I just feel very lucky, fortunate, and blessed that I have all these amazing people that continue to show up in my life, and it just continues to add fuel to my 
my energy. And it's just like meeting people like you that I get to like have dope conversations with what we were talking about on my episode on my podcast is like, I love this. Just like what you say, like, I wouldn't rather be anywhere else on my birthday. I'm starting to think that I might have to start setting up some podcasts for my birthday, too, which is coming up here soon. But, you know, I'm, I'm just really grateful because I've been talking a lot about, like, what is success? And I think it's different yeah. for everybody. I think it's important that you, you figure out what that is and define what it is. And one of the key components for me for success is being around good people because it, it adds so much to me. And it just fuels up my cup in terms of business, but also just relationships personal like i'm a better person when i'm around better people right so let's go into that right because i, I want to know from you right when you were you know because i i'm fortunate enough that actually you and i got to hang out on the phone you know about i think it was last week or maybe two weeks ago yeah. and i got to learn a lot more about your story and i was just blown away with the depth that you have you know the amount of experiences you've had in life and how you've gone through so many different what I would call darker chapters, right, in order to arrive as the person you are today, which, I, again, I see the way you're received by people, man. Like, you're loved, you, you connect to people, and I'm just, I, I'm grateful to know someone like you. However, you told me a little bit about, you know, where you were a few years back, and it wasn't necessarily the person that I'm fortunate enough to, to see today. So can you take me back, you know, before you had Just Grow, before, you even came out here to Arizona, you know, like, can you, can we drop off into that place or start off in that place? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I haven't been on a ton of podcasts, so I never know exactly where to start. And that's, this is gonna, this is really cool to like start figuring that out. So <laughs> thanks for the platform again. Um, I would say like, I played baseball growing up and that mm -hmm. was a big thing for me. And uh, it taught me a lot. And I started realizing like that was more about building relationships than actually playing baseball. Um, so I think I learned that lesson early and b just being a part of athletics teaches you a lot. I played collegiately all the way through. I thought I was going to play professionally, but I was the only one that thought that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I finished up playing I, I, and then I graduated from Colorado State. I bounced around to a few different places, um, but ended up getting my degree at Colorado State University. And then I really, I was like, I told myself, I'm not moving back in with my, all my friends were moving back in with their parents after they graduated. I'm like, I'm not moving back in with my parents. Move back in with my parents. <laughs> and I don't know, it's just like, I, I really just had this thirst and desire to do something different than just going and get a regular corporate job. A lot of my friends were doing that. I just, it didn't, I didn't like the sound of it. My, both my parents are entrepreneurs and I, I was very fortunate to grow up in a household with a lot of love, a lot of support. And I know that's something that not a lot of people are fortunate enough to have. And I don't take that for granted whatsoever. And I'm like, my parents are still alive and they're still together. And I have an amazing sister. She's married. She's had her first kid. I got to meet her. So I, I, I really do my best to continue to remind myself how lucky and fortunate and blessed I am because yeah. I know not, not too many people have the upbringing and the family life that I did. So, um, a lot of, a lot of amazing things were instilled in me and, I just really try to focus on how grateful I am about that. And I like that. And I want to like highlight that for a second, you know, because oftentimes when we, we think about people, like I've had a lot of guests on the show and people, my audience has gotten used to like almost like hearing this total like underdog story of like, yeah, I grew up poor. I grew up like in the streets of Bali. And it's like, you know, like, no, I, I came from a, a nice home, caring parents because I had a very similar upbringing, hmm. right? Like in my house, I always felt loved no matter what there was a sense of, I knew my parents cared for me. Mm -hmm. And with that being the case, there's a lot of people that also have a very similar upbringing and they still have all, their own personal struggles. Yeah, of course, right? everyone does. We all do. And I wanna acknowledge that as we continue. So for yourself now, you go from college and you go back home, right? Yeah. I know that feeling, man. <laughs> and you know, like kind of what did that do for you like as you're thinking like all right cool like i'm gonna go off and do my own thing it's almost like a kind of a first slap in the face by life like what did that feel like in that moment wasn't ideal <laughs> <laughs> um you know i i think as i was finishing up school i was really starting to dip my toes into like some entrepreneurial adventures if you will and you know you hear the the stories oh make twenty twenty thousand dollars your first <laughs> month or I don't know, there's this course I bought. It said that, like they're making like $100,000 a month on Facebook, 
working two hours a day or something like that. Well, I was like, well, shit, like, I got eight hours a day. <laughs> so I'm only making four times what they're making. I really thought that. Like, I, I would call it na naivety or optimism, but I, or just not experience with <laughs> the internet. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really thought that. And I, I don't know, I just always had this optimistic view about things. Again, I come back to my parents, my mom especially, like really instilled that in me. Um, I just saw opportunity. I, I just, like one of my roommates, he was doing like penny stocks. He started making some money and I was like, wow, there's like ways to make money online. And so mm -hmm. like, I started dipping my toes into it. I tried different things, like kind of like network marketing things. I started going to like Forex stuff and I don't know, just kept on like learning. I was always on YouTube, like seeing the videos of people making money. I'm like, oh, if they're doing it, like I can yeah. do it. And I, like, I think that's a really good point because I, find, I think when things kind of shifted for me is when I, I made a decision to go to an event in Chicago and I, I didn't have much money, but I was like, my mentor, like it's kind of like a network marketing deal, like internet network marketing thing. Yeah. And I had a really cool mentor. He was really, you know, he's still hustling and doing his thing. Um, and he's really cool. He really took the time to like have a conversation with me. I think he recognized that I, I had some potential in me. And he said, dude, I, I, we got to meet, man. You got to get to Chicago. And I was like, okay. So I, I you know, the next day I told my parents, I was like, I think I want to go to Chicago and to go to this event. And my mentor said he wants to meet me. And it was like interesting because once I made that commitment, I think there's a lot to do with commitment. And that's even the vibe I've really been on lately. It's like once you commit and really just decide on what you want, decide that you're going after something, mm -hmm. like things start kind of moving for you. And it was interesting because, and I love how you're asking these questions. I'm starting to realize how people feel when I'm interviewing <laughs> them now. Is like once I made that decision, it was interesting because all of a sudden stuff just kind of started working a little bit better. And all of a sudden, like they have this like a, this contest in the company, and whoever gets in the top 200 gets a red lanyard when you go to the event. And I, I got a red lanyard. Nice. And it was really cool. And like everyone's like, oh, how are you generating all your leads? And you know, people are start asking questions. I'm like, oh damn! Like I thought everyone was kind of like doing this. I thought I was kind of behind the eight ball, but then. You know, you go to events and you see people, you, you get inspired, but also you get confirmation if you're, if you're doing good. And I would say one of the things I saw, I remember, well, first at that event, I remember being so inspired by one of this lady speaking about just going through her challenges of like alcoholism and postpartum depression. Her name is Laura Parrish. I really feel like I, I want to eventually meet up with her again one day and like really share my gratitude with her. But like, I was so inspired, I was in the back and I was like, damn, like, I, really, I could see myself like on stage like sharing my story. And like, I don't resonate with like, the specific things that she's gone through, but I, I, I resonate with the struggle of like, overcoming challenges. Yeah. And I don't know, you, just, you get inspired by getting in people's energy and we were talking about that and that's why I like to do the podcast live in front of people is because like, you're in the energy of people. But one other thing I, I noticed at one of those events, there was this old lady, I mean, she was probably like pushing like 75, 80. She came out on stage, got huh. this big ass check for like, I don't know, 100, 200, 300 grand or something. I'm like, come on, if she can do it, I can do it, right? <laughs> so it's like, it's interesting when you go to events and you commit to stuff and it just like adds more of like, hey, I'm doing this. Yeah. And when you commit, you tend to like, you tend to, actually get the results when you commit nice so you know essentially it sounds like when you you got home you were searching for some stuff right you were trying to find a path you find a path you find mentorship which is really cool mm -hmm. and like you said you actually committed to taking that next step right it wasn't just the man it'd be so nice to do that you actually found a way to make it happen and you got I call it the campfire you got around the campfire mm. you started to feel because you could the cool thing about the campfire it's like if we put a fire up on this monitor how warm is it really going to make us? Right? In fact, we can get 12 monitors and put the campfire up on all 12 of them. It doesn't do anything until we actually get that physical proximity. So you went and you got physical proximity, and you know, like you said, you were inspired. So what happened from there? Where did that, I guess, like being around that energy take you? Like what, what changed? Yeah, and I'll, I'll do my best to kind of like speed up because that was, that was still quite a ways ago. But... Um, you know, I think I got home and I just like was more motivated, more inspired, and not to say like everything like took off from there. It didn't by any means. But <laughs> Wait, I didn't started. Did you become rich overnight? 
I wish. Um, you know, there's still a lot of struggles within it, and but I, I guess the one thing that always stuck with me was that if I was going to quit, it should have been on day two, because mm. otherwise it's a waste of time. And I don't know, that stuck with me. You know, I guess in part of me thinks like at times I'm just too stubborn to like <laughs> deviate, but I don't know. Like I think there's a lot to say about just persistence and saying, hey, I'm going to do this and I'm going to figure out whatever it takes. I'm just going to do it. And I, I sacrificed a lot too. Like there was definitely times I even like um, decided like I wasn't making much money and I also didn't want to like really go and get a career or anything. So I was still living with my parents. That didn't feel good. I felt like I was losing friends left and right because all I was doing is just working and focusing on my business. And then I ended up driving for Uber. And I like actually started putting a decent amount of hours on that. And it was like I was just driving on the weekends, driving at night, driving on holidays. I remember there was one year, it's kind of sucked to say, but like there was one year on New Year's that I actually kind of had some space to go hang out with some friends and I kind of like wanted to. No one called me. I didn't talk to anybody on New Year's. No one, and I was like, and then I just went and drove. And it was really hard because you know, I was in my mid-twenties, yeah, and a time when I should be having fun, should be going out and partying, it's New Year's, where's all your friends? And that's the question I got over and over again that night, and it was tough to hear, tough to swallow. Why aren't you out partying? Come party with us. Like, I don't, a bunch of people that wanted me to come, and I was just like, I was like too embarrassed to tell people the truth. I'm like, <laughs> no one called me tonight, no one wants to hang out with me tonight. Because I've been so focused on just like doing this, it, it you know kind of sucked. Yeah. But like that, I think that almost like even shifted in me too. Like you know, I'm I'm committed at this point. Like if I go and just work a regular job or just like give up on this shit, like all this was a real waste of time. I could have just been partying and having a good time when most of my friends were. So. I don't know, maybe that even shifted in a little bit more and it was soon after that when, I don't know what happened exactly, but I kind of broke through in my business and you know, started making some decent money and then it was at that point, once I like had a, good, had a few good months, I was like, I'm ready to get out of here. I want to shake it up and I don't know what really spoke to me, but like I came out to a conference out here in Arizona. I met a lot of cool people and I was like, I kind of like it out here. I was working with a buddy of mine and we were kind of like, he was my upline, essentially. Mm-hmm. So we were doing good. We were having some team calls every week. And then we kind of wanted to travel and do the, you know, live in the lifestyle type of thing. And I was like, hey, dude, what do you think about moving to Arizona? And he's like, all right, let's do it. A couple weeks later, we're here. And that's when everything shifted. So let's, let's look at this for a moment, you know, because I want to highlight something here for, for the listeners and for the audience, which is you made a decision that ultimately, hey, I found the vehicle, right? And I'm seeing other people make this vehicle work. I'm inspired. I, I, I caught the, wheat, the heat. I, you know, it's, I'm going to make it happen. And in the beginning, it's not happening. <laughs> like, it's just, for lack of better terms, like, it really just, it's not happening. And you're also watching the rest of your life, in essence, kind of do what it feels like. It feels like it's flying by you, right? Like, your friends are, like, now just kind of continuing on. Like, they, they've moved on, in essence, right? You know, New Year's comes around. You don't get the invite. I want to highlight that because there's a lot of people that are on that entrepreneurial journey and they find themselves in that position right now where they're thinking like, uh, let me ask you this, did hesitation and doubt start to kick in where you're thinking, am I, should I be doing something different? Or like, did any of those moments start to kick in where you started to question, why am I choosing this path? Did I pick the wrong vehicle? Should I get off this vehicle and step into something else? Yeah, it was, I mean... I, I would love to say that like I've just had this insatiable belief in myself all the time and I feel like that's even like a thing I work on with my coaches all the time is like I got on a call the other day. It's really interesting. This guy I could tell he's very tapped in. And he said something to me I didn't love hearing because I knew like there's a lot of truth to it. He said, Why don't you believe in yourself more? So still to this day, like I'm still working on that shit. So it's like, I don't know if those doubts are ever gonna go away, but it's just like kind of what we talked about earlier on my episode is that I think it's really important to acknowledge yourself for everything that you have done, everything you've worked on. You know, I've interviewed a lot of amazing people and everyone has these challenges. No one has like this 100% 
bulletproof belief in themselves. But I think the more that you can remind yourself of all the, the stuff that you have done really well, it only helps. And I think our brains are always constantly looking for evidence to say like, is what you're doing actually who you say you are? And I think the more that we can remind ourselves on how much, like, how much cool stuff you've done. Maybe it's yes. even, you think it's little, but it could be huge to someone else. And that's something I've been doing, even just from a business standpoint, like, hey, how can we collect more testimonials so that we like, believe in our product more? But I also think about this, uh, you know, I would say, again, coming back to the whole conversation of why I think the coolest thing about me is the people I know is because it's amazing people like you that continually to like build me up. Like I wouldn't be where I am if I didn't have like, and not that I, I want to rely on other people to build me up, but it helps. Mm -hmm. It helps when you are around amazing people and you, re you recognize how amazing they are and then to hear them say amazing things about you, it, it holds a lot of weight rather than just like someone saying it because they want to get something from you. Right. I, w I want to highlight that, right? And like, this is why I want us to, to like, have taken that pause there because I want people to recognize it's a never, not a never ending journey, but it's a never ending journey. I'm just going to say that for the people that are afraid <laughs> of doing the work, like, hey, once you start this work, it continues. However, it allows you to just do cooler and bigger things, right? You become a better builder. You can build a bigger structure. And then also what you just said as far as having the people that help build you up, I mean, I agree with you 1,000%. That's why even myself, I've moved across country. I've gone, when people ask, why did you go to Arizona? Is it because you're investing in real estate there? No, I invest in real estate in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, right, of all places. But I went to Arizona for the people. See, I found a campfire. Mm -hmm. And, you know, us getting to the place where we recognize, well, I wouldn't look at a person and say, well, yeah, you're so weak. You need a fire to warm you up in the winter. You can't just make your body get warmer every day of every moment. Oh, and you still eat food every day for nutrients and energy? <laughs> what, the, what the heck's wrong with you? You ever figured out how to just like internally produce that? Yet? You know, so it's like when we look at like, hey, I want to have people around me that constantly, because I do the same thing, right? That's why like I was so grateful when I met you. I was like, oh my gosh, like I feel like I get to add another person to the arsenal. Yeah. I'm like, here's another human being that dives deep into themselves. And because they do that work on themselves, they can see that work in me. Yeah. They can help me overcome blind spots. So with your story now, like I want to I jump back in sure. where, you know, you call up your buddy, you say like, hey, you want to want to go to Arizona, man, like want to become roommates and you, right, you start to get a little success in the business, right? You start to get a little bit of traction and now you're out here in Arizona. Um, so I guess like from there, it's just straight smooth sailing. You got some traction, you figured out how to make money and everything's good. Well, no, it, <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going. Um, yeah, dude, it was interesting because like things were going well, but I would have to say like, it just like what I was doing, it was cool. I was making money, living the laptop lifestyle. We got to go travel, went to Europe for a few months and got to go like experience that whole thing. And that was a blast. And I, I loved it. But when I got back, something also kind of shifted in me is like, I kind of want to like do something that I, I like more. Like I really love, like, I feel like without even being able to describe it, I've always been on this path for like, how can I find the thing that really fuels me and makes me feel alive and I feel so aligned and in purpose with? Cause I didn't feel that way. You know, it was like the things I was doing, it was like network marketing type mm -hmm. of things. And you're selling products that like, let's be honest, like you're selling them because you're, make, you're making money. You didn't sell them because you like truly believed in them. That's kind of my perspective. I think network I marketing think is amazing. Start, yeah. Uh, because it teaches you a lot and it's kind of like a gateway drug into entrepreneurship. <laughs> but um, I, I don't know, I think I was just always on this search and I, you know, I had, I have a pretty interesting part of my whole story is like once I, I got into a relationship, had a breakup, it was really one of my first breakups and it really hit me hard, but it, you know, it forced me down a path of like really self-discovery because it kind of like broke me mm -hmm. to the point where like I got broken down so far that I had to build myself back up. And part of that story is that I tore my pectoral tendon and there was, there's ayahuasca in there as well <laughs> that like really helped me continue to ask more deeper questions and figure out who I am. And then I feel like that was all very aligned um, and got me to like really search for myself and kind of go to, I would say even like rehab on myself because I, yeah. I needed to like, I think what was happening is I wasn't fully aligned with what I was doing. 
and God kind of like forced me into like, hey, go find yourself, discover who you are a little bit more so that you can discover on what you actually, who you want to be and what you want to do. Because I wanted to, and again, I didn't know any of this at the time. I just, I feel like there's like kind of like this internal urge to like go find something that meant more to me. But it was like, I had to be broken down to like even figure all that out. And you know, what you were saying is like going through some dark times, it, it, was, it was rough. Like I didn't have health insurance. I, I, I was benching and all of a sudden like, boom, all the weight just fell right on top of me. Um, and I was sleeping on a recliner for like six weeks, had a, you know, what do you call these things? Oh, the sling? Sling. Um, I was just, yeah, and I was kind of like, my mom sat me down one day and was like, because I was having a really bad attitude around it. I'm like, this sucks. Like, when it rains, it pours. And she's like, what are you doing? Like, are you going to keep feeling bad for yourself? Are you going to keep throwing this pity party? Or are you going to level up? Like, you know, you can't. And that spoke to me. And again, that's why I come back and say, like, I'm so grateful for my family because I don't know where I would be without them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, it really, that, that sucked and it broke me. And, but I needed it. You, I think you tend to get what she, what you need in life. And fortunately for me, I have, I don't know, I think God kept giving me like subtle nudges. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you're not, you're not, you're not getting the hint. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a strong nudge. And that's when like I got opened up a little bit more. And I'm happy you said that, right? Because, you know, one, I'm happy that you acknowledge first off that a breakup, because I think a lot of guys try to, I've seen guys when they get into breakups and like they get seriously hurt, they just start you know, well, she sucks, and she wasn't even that, pretty. And but it's actually hurting them. You actually went into that pain, right? Like, you know, I've had those sort of breakups as well where it's just, it's debilitating. Yeah. Right? Like, it's just straight up life does come to a halt for a good while. You know, and the fact that, you know, on top of that, to add insult to injury, the physical, now your body literally breaks down on you. So it's like you're saying, like, God is, he was trying to be polite. He was trying to <laughs> give you a little tap on the shoulder, but he had to really jostle you to get you to pay attention to the point where now things are taken away, you're in this rock bottom, this, you know, this season of winter, right? And I call it a season of winter because winter comes more than once, yep. right? So you're in this winter season and what's cool is your mom doesn't necessarily just sit there and say like, oh, it's okay, honey. But she actually asks you a powerful question, which is, you know, what are you gonna do about this? How long are you gonna sit around and mm-hmm. kind of do nothing with this? So from there, you know, what did you decide to do with it? Like what, because that was a, a pivotal, pivotal moment for you. What did you, you make of that? Well, I just got to it, really. I mean, I woke up early, which again, I told you I'm not a real morning person, but <laughs> I woke up five o'clock and I started reading. And I started doing some meditation. And I remember I was reading the book, High Performance Habits. That book really changed some things for me. And I remember there was something that was said in there. It said that, something to tune of like, if you keep growing, like, you'll be good. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was at a really low spot, but I was like, that spoke to me. And I was like, I'm going to be good as long as I just like keep waking up and keep reading and keep growing my mind. And eventually I'll, I'll get to a good place. And that's kind of what happened is like, I just kept working on myself. I didn't have many distractions when I was at home. I kind of like put my phone away and just decided not to like look at social media, didn't have those distractions. and just really got to work on myself and like, like treated a book like I paid a grand for it. Mm. And like diving in and doing all the exercise. They say, do, the ex- do this exercise, come back to this chapter at least seven times in the next 30 days. Like I was just doing all the things that they said. I was like, well, this guy's obviously at a better place than me. <laughs> Maybe he knows some things. Maybe I should actually listen to him and actually do the things he's telling me in the book. Because I mean, I think unless you do that, like. I mean, that's a whole nother conversation on how you consume content. But, I mean, for the place I was at, I just felt like I was at a a low place. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to be teachable and listen to someone that's smarter than me. I love that. And I want to give this disclaimer for everyone that's listening right now. We're probably going to do a part two. And the challenge (laughs) with this is, like, when I get guests like you, Nick, where there's so much depth to the person where there's so much that this person has experienced because you've done the work, you've gone to those dark places, you've gotten into the hole and you've gotten yourself out of the hole. 
right? There's just so much that can be, we can spend literally two hours talking on that one topic right there. You know, and I actually do want to spend a moment speaking on this because I don't want us to go past this because ultimately this show is not really like as much as it's for you and I, it's also serving this audience that's listening. And there's someone right now that is, has done this work. They've done the work of, man, well, I've been, I feel like I've been at rock bottom just like Nick is describing and I've read the books. However, you just said you read the book in a different way, which is you actually treated it like you paid $1,000 for a course that you had somebody standing there and they said, do the work. You're actually doing the work. Can we talk about that for a second? Because that's a different way to consume information. Yeah, and I'm glad you said something because I, I felt like in a in-between place of like trying to rush the rest yeah. of the story because there's so much more and like pulling out the, the good parts of this. So yeah, that would be amazing if we did a part two. And Absolutely. I, it's funny. <laughs> I, might, I might start being, becoming known as a part two podcast guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're like... I think it comes back to the whole conversation of depth, right? It's like, are you going to skim across the surface and just listen to an audiobook while you're working out? And again, I don't think there's anything wrong with that because I've even like gone through phases... I've gone through a lot of different phases of like how I consume content, how I produce content, how, how I get the most out of content, whether I am consuming or producing. But like in that phase of my life, I was just like, I think, I think this feels right. And I think that also is something to be said there too, is like when you start quieting your mind and you just start like, because like people tell me I'm very intuitive and I, I think as I've dove more into myself, I understand myself, so I understand people really well. Mm-hmm. And a part of me feels like it's a superpower at this point. Like I understand people like right yeah. away. So I think it's just a conversation about depth. Is like, do you do you want a thousand friends or do you want five friends that you guys are yeah deep friends like that you would do anything for? Do you want to read a thousand books or do you want to have two books that made the most impact on your life possible? Do you want to create a thousand podcast episodes or do you want to create a hundred that were actually meaningful and impactful when you talked about real stuff? So, I don't know, like, there, and there's also a conversation to say, like, the most successful people, they don't have a lot going on mentally. They don't have a lot of chatter. They don't have a lot of... Love. Less stuff. They're like they're focused. I, I follow a guy, her, Alex Ramosi. I'm sure I you're familiar. Yeah, but he talks about that. Is that what he learned? Is like the most successful people have like a quietness to them. They don't have a lot of distractions. They don't they don't feel like they have to like do all the things. They they find the things that work, and they like stick to them instead of like social media. This da 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 da. So I guess I guess in a sense, like what I'm getting to is I, I kind of took that approach of like. Instead of me trying to like learn 1,200 different things, why don't I just like, I feel like I'm resonating with this guy, um, Brendan Burchard, seems to be making a lot of sense to me. I, I kind of like how, I kind of like this book. I like how he's giving these exercises and whatnot. I'm like, it, it resonates with me. Yeah. So I think for this time in my life, this phase of my life, I'm going to go all in on this book. And it paid off. And that's a powerful technique, and I'm like, I'm really glad we we can actually dive deep here for a second, because it's something where, you know, in my own personal experience, I've done the, hey, let's see how many books I can read. Let's try and cram the knowledge and cram the information, and it serves a purpose to an extent, right? There's information that nowadays does kind of just come to me from having put it all back in there, right? Storing it away. Mm -hmm. However, from a place of getting, like you said, the depth Right, being able to actually really make the information work, it comes from meditating on the same books, coming back. So right now, for example, throughout the year, there's six books that I'm just rereading over mm. and over and over and over, writing it, reading it, applying the lessons, actually doing what the book tells you to do as if somebody were standing in front of you telling you to do it. So for yourself, right, you tapped into Brendan Burchard's book, Right, high performance habits, mm-hmm. and you know, I guess, what did you start to see? Like, did you start to get? Was there a point where you almost started to get like a positive feedback from it, 
and there was like a, a reinforcement or like kind of what was your experience with diving deep into this book and applying the process? Well, I think if, if nothing else, it just like kind of taught me how application is everything. Like you can read a bunch of books and that's great. There's nothing wrong with gaining more knowledge and learning. But like, I guess kind of where I come back to is like, this just helped me apply it, integrate it. And that's what's been really powerful for me in, in a lot of different facets of life is like, how are you applying this? Because at the end of the day, like reading books only, it only does so much mm -hmm. until you like actually apply it. And I, I would say like, I started just feeling better. And that's, that was kind of my guiding compass, I would say. Like there was a few things that would say, it would ask you like, every morning, ask yourself, what are you excited about today? And it was interesting because I would do it with my mom. It was a really fun little exercise that we would do. We would be like, mom, what are you excited about today? And it's kind of interesting because like you could, it's how you ask the question and you know, this is probably why I've gotten so much into the podcasting is because I think the quality of your questions determine the quality of your answers, which determine the quality of your life. Mm -hmm. So you know, our answers, my mom would be like, oh, I'm going to the post office to deliver some, or to get some product out to customers. I'm going to the gym do a, a team training, and then I'm gonna cook dinner tonight. She didn't really cook dinner. <laughs> Sorry, mom, <laughs> exposed her. Exposed. Uh, but like, you know, depending on the type of question you ask, mom, what do you have to do today? Ah, uh, I have to go to the post office, deliver some product, I uh, have team training today. It's like, it's the same answers, but because of the way you ask the question mm -hmm. determines how you feel about those answers. And the same thing for me is like, oh, what, what do you got going on today? Oh, I'm gonna read some books. I'm gonna study some training. I'm gonna send an email out to my list or whatever it was that day. But like if I asked it, what am I excited about today? Oh man, I get to, get to read. I get to learn a bunch of cool new stuff. I get to send out my, an email to all my loyal subscribers. Like, it just changed up how I like kind of looked at things. And I mean, it's, there's, life is two-sided, right? I admit, I, it's interesting we got on this topic because I made a post today is like, love is four words and hate is four words. And then it, like, I just used this audio on, on a reel today and it, was, it came out with all these different words that are complete opposites, but they're the same letters. And it's like, how do you want to, like, what do you want to focus on? Mm -hmm. I don't know if that answered your question. No, that did. You know, and like it essentially, like it sounds like from having actually taken the time to apply the, apply the work, you started to actually see a shift, right? Because before this book, right, when you got it, you were in a place where you were down. You were in a place where, you know, you had the breakup. You had the physical breakdown of the body. Mm -hmm. You're at home now. Like in this case, like you just happen to be hanging around your mother and she sees you at this low point. And instead of consoling you and giving you sympathy, allowing you to play the victim, she asked you, what the hell are you going to do about it, Nick? Like, what are we doing here? And you took that as an opportunity to really reinvestigate and reinvest into yourself by actually taking these words, applying it, and then you started to see, wow, the way I'm in control, basically. It sounds like that's what you started to, to recognize, that, oh my gosh, like life isn't happening to me. It's happening for me. But if I'm not going to sit in the driver's seat, then I don't really get to complain about where the car is going. Yeah. So that's, that's big. So as you start to do this now, and you're doing this work with your mom, and you're doing this work on yourself, you know, where did you go from there? Did you, like, what, what was the next, I guess, chapter at this point? Because at this point, you're essentially, I call this like a rebirthing, if you will, right? Like a, you re reinvented, you recreated yourself. Like God was kind of knocking you on the head for something, he broke you, so you started to rebuild. What did you choose to rebuild as? Yeah, it's interesting, because, you know, I was, before that, with the breakup and everything, I was pretty lost in business, because, like, it got to a point where, like, things weren't going well in business anymore, and I just lost the drive for it, and I kind of knew that I was, like, something else has to give, like, I, I think I have to, move in a different direction and somehow like I so kind of fast forward a little bit I was in Colorado with my parents for like three months and then I came back to Arizona I finally felt like I was actually kind of ready mm -hmm. and but also a little nervous about coming back and 
coming back to real life, it seemed like, <laughs> after being in like rehab, if you want to call it that. But I came back, and um, there's just a shift I could tell. And I was like ready to get going. I was ready to like level up. And it was cool because I just kept on taking the actions, kept doing the things, like taking care of myself a little bit more, doing some more self-care. I remember starting to take baths. <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> random as that is. But just like took some time for myself. Yeah. And gave myself time to think and just do things differently, like kind of work on myself. And it was interesting because we always call it breadcrumbs from the universe or mm. we, when we did. And it was interesting because, you know, I, I felt like I was starting to gain some momentum, not necessarily even in business, like things were still kind of like slow. Right. But I like, for whatever reason, I, I was like, I want to be a YouTube advertiser and I want to be the best. And I don't, I, I've tested with some different things with YouTube ads. I built up a YouTube channel. That's how I was kind of like promoting some of my other stuff. And then I started running some ads on my channel and it produced some, like a really good ROI. It was like a 6X ROI like right away. And I was like, there's some legs here. Because one of my old roommates did Facebook ads and went from making like two grand a month to a hundred grand a month in a few months. And I was like, I think there's something to this whole paid advertising stuff. But I was like, I see, I see something in YouTube. Like not too many people are tapping into YouTube. Yeah, everyone's on Facebook. So I'm like, I guess I kind of was like, I think there's a trend coming with YouTube ads. So I was like, I want to go there. And I, I, like, I like video. So I was like, all right, I'm going to just commit. I don't know exactly how I'm going to do this. But I'm going to commit, right? I'm going to say, hey, I'm going after this. So I did. And breadcrumbs from the universe started showing up. And it, one thing that really stuck with me is I would, like I said, I didn't have health insurance, so like, mm -hmm. I was paying everything out of pocket. Fortunately, I'd saved up a little bit of money. But like, I would get some bills in the mail every once in a while. And I was like, ah, oh, not again. I thought, it was, I thought I paid everything off. And then it was like a few, it was probably like a month or, I don't know, like six weeks or something after I got my last bill, and I got another one that came in the mail. I was like, God, I thought I was, I thought I was done with this. Yeah. Right? And I opened it up, and it's not a bill, it's a check from the hospital that said I paid too much. They gave me like a rebate. <laughs> I was like, what? That doesn't, does that happen? <laughs> and then like, so at that point, I was, that's kind of how I took it. I was like, I think I'm getting some good nudges saying, hey, you're on the right path. Yeah. Keep going. And it was so funny too. Like there was a, I, I don't know where this came from. <laughs> but dude, I would go to the grocery store, I'd go to Fry's and I would like punch in my, my uh, membership number and stuff like that. Dude, I would get like 30, 40, 50 bucks off my grocery bill. <laughs> like, it would just keep happening. And I still to this day don't know how it happened, but it, like, it kept happening yeah. for a while. And I was like... Dude, so it, it's really interesting because actually uh, a buddy of mine, Keston, he and I speak about this all the time because uh, we read the book. I'm sure you've probably heard of this, The Secret. And it always speaks about, you know, you got to get into this place of when you are right with yourself, right? When you know you're on the right path, when you're in alignment, those things, those synchronicities start to happen. The, they always say the checks in the mail, checks in the mail. So me and Catherine always used to joke around and we'd just say checks in the mail, checks in the mail, checks in the mail. And then one day he called me, bro, you won't believe it. I'm like, what? He's like, a check came in the mail. I got no idea where from. Yeah. And then it happened to me last week. And you're right. Like, as you said that, you made me reflect on, hmm. You know what I do find when I lean into doing what feels right and feels best for me, that's when things start to really occur. And it sounds like what you said where you came back, it wasn't necessarily that business right turned on. And I think I want to really differentiate the idea of success with like success means your business is booming and you're making a gajillion dollars. However, that success, if we take a moment to really pull back and redefine it, or just at least calibrate our definition for the conversation, right? I like to use Earl Nightingale's definition of success, which is success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is you're chasing after, right? In this case, it was you just getting right with yourself. And it was you becoming a better version of yourself. It was you purposefully directing where the vehicle was going, where the car was going. Mm -hmm. That makes you a success. And with that, other successful things now that you don't necessarily see coming start occurring. 
So I think that's really cool. So I mean, yeah, we lost our monitor, which is. It might be telling us to. Just <laughs> turn this off. No, I'm just messing it up. <laughs> I don't want that. All right, here we go. Whoo, there we go. That would have been like real interesting <laughs> having the news running in the background the yeah. whole time. You know, but essentially you started to feel some more so life success, which is really cool. So now you're starting to feel a little bit of this life success, right? You start mm -hmm. to get a hint that the YouTube ad space is potentially where you want to start, you know, directing yourself towards. I guess at this point, my question is, when you found yourself in this new place, what were you doing, right? Because you it started with reading the books. Were you continuing to read those same books? Like, how were you fanning this flame, if you will? Yeah, I mean, I was definitely still reading. I think I started, like, actually tapping into, like, more of a spiritual side. Um, one of my good buddies does breath work. Mm. And I started going to his events. And he's just a really good homie now. And he just got me more in that mindset. Um, I also started jumping more into psychedelics too, which I know that kind of opens up a whole yeah. conversation. All right, but, so part two might be also part three. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really gonna have to figure out how, how I wanna go about this, how sharing my story, because it, I guess, I mean, dude, when I shared the whole thing with you, it took yeah. me an hour and a half of straight talking. Yeah, I actually, I think it might have even been a little bit longer. I think we were like at the two hour mark and I was grateful for it because it, you know, that's why with you, like I know we're going to have to have multiple episodes because again, there's so much depth there. Mm -hmm. There's just like, and I don't want to shortcut the, or short change the audience of the story, you know, because it, it requires context because it helps them to deeper understand. So what I would like to do, if it's cool with you, instead of going into that story right now, you know, I definitely want to save it for a part two. And then we're probably going to have a part three as well. Just Damn. being totally honest with you, man. Like, this is a, a three-parter, bro. You it's know? a wild story. And it's funny because we even started talking about some of this stuff, like the Uber days and yeah. right after college, which I don't even share that much anymore. I don't think is as relevant, but I don't know. It felt like we should share that. Um, but, yeah, it's a long story, and it's... It's, it's full of a lot of twists and turns, and, yeah. but, you know, uh, and it's, I've not always been the one to, like, accept it either. I've had challenges of, like, why is this going this way? But, you know, the more I start tapping into my faith and my spirituality and just really knowing that, like, I'm just a vessel for God to, like, work through me, the more I tap into that. And it's this, honestly, it's kind of, like, new within the last few months to like really trust and knowing that God's got me taken care of. Mm -hmm. um, it seems like things are moving in the right direction. Man, I love that. So what I want to do then with the remainder of this episode right now is, you know, we're going to save the story because it really is, it's a fascinating story. Like, and it really does show the, the depth that a person should be open with going through in order to get to new levels, right? Because right now we, we've gotten you to the place, in the, we've gotten the audience to the place where they got to see a little bit, they got to see a little bit of success, enough where you made enough money to get out of home, go to Arizona, be able to start providing for yourself a little bit. You got to get beat up and roughed up by life a little bit, you know, get thrown back down because you weren't listening to the, the subtle knocks. Yeah. And then you, you got to really discover again, you know, and I say again, because you discovered it the first time you came home from college, but you got to discover it on a deeper depth on this ability to create your life, to really reinvent yourself or to add on to the evolution of the person that is Nick. So what I wanna ask now is essentially for the people that are currently sitting and they're, they're resonating with this message, right? They're resonating with your stories thus far, right? Because there are some people that are just like, yo, straight up like, Nick, I'm still driving Uber right now, man. Like, oh, I'm, I'm driving Lyft right now. So it's like, I get it. And like, I'm, I'm trying to get my business off the ground. Uh, I'm in that first, like, you know, 90 day phase. Like, not much is going on except my money is going out of my wallet, man. Like, and I'm, I'm just charging it on credit cards. Like, what bit of advice would you give to a person who maybe hasn't been through their first cycle? They haven't made it out of their first winter yet. 
That's a really good question. I'm trying to think, like, because there's different advice for different people, I would say. I think one of the most powerful things is just to, like, I think something that's helped me a lot is just being an insatiable learner and just always be curious on, like, how can I grow? How can I get better? And I think, like, never feeling like you're there. Because I think I got to a point where I was making some decent money traveling and living that life, and I kind of felt like I got to a point where, like, I got to figure it out, right? Mm -hmm. Like, who's going to really teach me much? But I'd say, like, when things kind of shifted for me is, like, when I was, like, I don't know, I don't know that much, to be honest. Yeah. I know some stuff, but the more I learn, the more I realize, the less I know. Yeah. And just to be in that constant learner's mindset and thinking, and just, like, knowing that, like, there's a lot of other smarter people out there than me that have better skills than me, that have made more money than me, that have cultivated better relationships than me. Like, I think probably one of the, I think this advice can coincide with anybody, but it's, like, find somebody, whether that is even virtual or even in person, someone that has the life that you want or it has the skills that you want, has something that you want, and do whatever you got to do to get around them. And, like, when I started, it was mostly online. I'd find these guys on YouTube. I was like, I kind of resonate with them. I'm going to, like, at least start listening to their YouTube content. Yeah. And then I would start investing into their courses. That's what I started doing. And, like, now I've started realizing, like, coaching changes the game significantly. Big time. It just ex it expedites that whole learning process, and they help you find your blind spots. And I was so resistant to this stuff for so long, even up till like recently, even in the last like few months, I like really finally committed to a coach for like a ninety day stretch, and it's absolutely changed the game. So it's like, and again, this podcast helps out so so much is like getting around people that have what you want, and start building relationships with them, whether you're just paying for their courses, maybe you're consuming their content, maybe you're sitting down and having a coffee with them, maybe you're paying for coaching, maybe you're joining their mastermind. Get around people that have what you want. Bro, that is such good advice. That's honestly that's game changing advice. And like I, I always preach it from the top of the roof. I call it campfire effect. Mm -hmm. So like, the people in my community now know like when I say campfire effect, it means go put your butt near the campfire. Go feel the heat. There's certain things that there's a power in proximity that will kick on. So I, I love that advice, because to your point, right, like it's, it's something that's universal, right? No matter who they are, no matter where they're at, if they can take the time to sit and look for who has what I want, and how can I put myself closer? How can I be in that person's circle, in that person's world, to learn from them directly, whether it's their social media, podcasts, books, courses, masterminds, or I just hunt them down like a weirdo on the internet, which is, hey, we all got to do what we got to do. Yeah. Right? It starts to get us to that next level. So one thing I'll ooh, add to that, too. With hair, bro. Is that's, that's amazing in itself. And it, it also is going to depend on, like, the type of people that you're getting around. If you want to get around, like, top-level people, like an Ed Milet type of person, it's going to be a little bit harder. But I think a really, really good thing to consider, even if you're just starting out in this, is like, how can I offer value to these people? Because it's not like, yeah, it's great to get around people and just like soak up some stuff. But like, if you can really start building relationships with these people, that changes the game significantly. And the best way that I've found, and I, I'm starting, and this will obviously talk a lot more about this, but like, the more value that I can provide to these people, that's what helps out. And maybe even if you're just starting out or you're, you feel like, oh, what value do I have to offer? The best thing that you can do is be a connector. And learn about these people and, and do your best to like learn where their struggles are. Mm -hmm. And do what you can do to like connect them with somebody that can help alleviate that challenge. That's really powerful advice, actually. That's... Um you know, it's actually something like I preach to a lot of people that like are inside my community where I tell them, you know, essentially when you go and create new relationships, the goal is to bring value in any relationship that you get into, whether it's transactional, whether it's you're the client, you're the customer, it doesn't matter. Always seek to 
leave the relationship by putting more value into it, providing more value than you take. Because you could always provide more in use value to another person than let's say in monetary cash value that you give to them or that they take from you. So I love that and I like for the people that struggle with knowing, hey, what value do I bring, Nick? I, I haven't done much yet, right? I'm still, I just, I'm 19 years old, Nick. I haven't, I haven't figured out life yet. Or hey, I'm 40 years old and I've just been working a W-2 job and I just found out about this entrepreneur stuff and nobody wants to hire me and I, I don't have any other value to give and I spent the last 40 years learning this one job position. But to your point, you've also spent the last 40 years building network, you know people. Take the time to learn about other people. Make them more interesting to you. Ask them questions. Figure out what makes them tick. What are they good at? And then become the connector. And I'll, I want to add to that because I, I love that advice. Show up authentically. Yeah. The most valuable thing, and this is what I appreciate about you so much, man. I, I think I told you this. The first, I literally, I, think I hugged you the first time I, like, I met you when we were up in yeah. your, your room because <laughs> I was just so happy that you had given me so much of you, so much of an authentic person. And I was like, wow, you really, you don't get too many of these people that are just openly living without the mask on. And I just appreciated that so much. So that in and of itself was value beyond measure. Mm -hmm. So I, I love that, like lead with value. So I wanna ask you two final questions. Yeah. And it's gonna be interesting because I'm wondering if, I'm actually gonna save the final, final question for like the final, final interview. <laughs> if final countdown. Thing. But <laughs> this question I can ask you safely now because I still like that last question, but we just haven't come anywhere near the end of your story. Yeah. So this question is selfishly for me. I love reading. I love reading books. Books, just like for you, they've changed my life. And can you name one, but no more than two, books that were total paradigm shifts for you. And you already mentioned High Performance Habits by yeah. Brendan Burchard. So I'm gonna say, let's take that one off the table. Okay. But aside from that book, what's been another book where you're like, you know what, this was a game changer, this was a paradigm shift. After I read this, my consciousness expanded and never quite went back to the same size. No more than two, huh? I know, it's <laughs> tough, man. Like, <laughs> Um, I mean, I read a really good book recently, <laughs> like it was the last book I read, but I, I don't know if it's, I have so many. Ooh. I want to tell you two and then I want a bonus one. <laughs> All right, I, one that gave me the paradigm shift and then one of my most recent ones and I'll tell you why and it coincides with what we just talked about. Mm -hmm. So I would say if I, <sighs> damn it, dude. There's a really good book called Feel Free to Prosper by mm -hmm. Marilyn Janae, I believe that's it. And that was really powerful and it talked about like how powerful your words are. Mm. And that's why I got this tattoo, it says abracadabra. I don't know if we talked about this. No, we didn't. So it's in, funny, I was looking at it in earlier In Hebrew, too. it's translated to, as I speak, I create. Oh, wow. And so I got so much from that. Obviously, I never thought I'd get a tattoo, but like she talks about how powerful it is to be very conscious of the words that you use and don't speak things over yourself that you don't want to manifest in your life. And the way she explains it is really good. So that, that definitely changed my perspective on, on a lot of things. Um, gosh, there's so many good ones. I think Asking It's Given is really good by Abraham Hicks. Oh, yeah. It's a really interesting story too. Um, it's, what's their names? Jerry and Esther Hicks is a, they're a couple, but then they, they channel this guy, Abraham. It's wild. I, you know, I've seen bits and pieces of her and, um, on Oprah. Oprah mm. That's actually how I was introduced. It sounds far-fetched, but I don't know. It's pretty close to truth, in my opinion. I mean, I think, and this is what we're going to get into with part two, is like our listeners are going to learn that there's a lot more that we don't know than we do and there's a way deeper intelligence at work you know for us to look at things as far-fetched anymore i think you and i have had enough experiences you know independently and collectively to realize there's a lot of things that seemed very far-fetched that now i'm grateful science is starting to prove you know like we earlier on your episode on your podcast we were talking about 
Dr. Jill Dispenza. Well, that's what exactly I was going to admit. So I actually have two more books. Sorry, <laughs> I'm breaking your rule. <laughs> so yeah, um, Becoming Supernatural. That definitely changed some things for me because there's a lot of science backing every fact that we're all energy. Mm -hmm. That's a really hard concept for me to grasp because like, this seems physical. This seems like matter. Like, how is this energy? How am I sitting on energy? But the way he breaks it down definitely changed things for me. So I'd recommend that book. And then my last book, I promise I'm done. <laughs> the Third Door by Alex. I forget what his last name is. Uh, my friend just recommended this to me. I just cranked through it, the audio in, in about a week. But it's a really cool concept if you're looking to build relationships and you want to be strategic about it, but obviously, like you said, be authentic about it. But it's the whole concept of, so in a nightclub, if you walk in the front door, that's where most people are walking in. General admission, everyone's paying to get in, that's where most people are. There's a second door, which is usually a VIP door that you pay for, your celebrity or whatever, you get in there. But then there's always a third door, whether that's through the kitchen, whether that's someone opens up a window for you. And that's the whole concept of building relationships and being very strategic and I say strategic, but just being, I like to say, more authentic and building like these, cultivating these really strong relationships that can yeah. lead you to so many things that you, could, you couldn't even imagine. And my friend that recommended, he's like, he gets into these masterminds that people pay gobs of money just because they want him in there. Yeah. And that's the power of you. If you cultivate relationships and you build them authentically and you do them for the right reasons, uh, it can absolutely change your life. And I think that's kind of the phase I'm in is like, I've, I've, for the last six years, I've been just building relationships with no real agenda, if you want to call it nice. And, and now that I have more of like a business and an offer and something that's like really close to my heart and I think that's gonna absolutely change the world. Now I'm like starting to like get a little bit more strategic on like, how do I tap these, how do I tap these relationships that I have so I can get to people that have bigger, not even necessarily bigger, it's bigger audiences, but people that resonate with this mission and, and yeah. can really help blow it up because I think it deserves to be blown up and I think it's going to really impact the world and I don't think I would be able to really blow it up the way I, I really want to if I didn't have strategic relationships. Yeah, and I agree with you. I mean, that's one of the things that like when you showed me the project that you're working on with the vision videos and I remembered, like I, I sat, I, I told you this, I said like, dude, I literally want to help you get this to the whole world. Like, cause what I saw there, I was like, people need this. Like not, they want this, like people need this. Like I still need to sit down and make mine with you. Like absolutely, absolute need. And the fact that you see it as a mission, mm -hmm. right? And then it starts to show you like, okay, cool. Like I can leverage these relationships that I built to do more good, I can scale, right? As entrepreneurs, as investors, we love leverage. How can I get the most amount done with using the least amount of resources to make it happen, to bring more value into the world? Yeah. So I love that. So we're gonna dive even deeper into that for part two. I, I told people like, this is gonna be an exciting episode. This is an exciting guest for me. So right now, Nick, people are vibing in, they're tuning in, they're liking the energy. Where can they go to follow you? Where can they go to connect? Um, besides this podcast, like how can they go and connect with you? I mean, I would say the best way to like get a taste of my of me and my world is come to one of the podcast events. Um, you can go to justgrowpodcast.com to get some more information on it. We have all our socials. We're, our, really want to start building up the YouTube. That's kind of where we're putting a lot of the focus. Mm -hmm. um, so go there. We have a documentary, a mini doc that shares like a piece of the story, like 17 minutes. It's kind of cool. It, it's really cool. It's hella cool. I was watching yeah. it. I'll just be honest. I was watching it today before this and I was like, dang, this is freaking dope. Yeah. I have a really good videographer and he's a good friend and he asks really good questions too. So, um, yeah, I'll just start like consuming some of the content. Instagram's where I post a decent amount of content. Um, but yeah, come to the events. Like, there's something special about the people there and mm -hmm. the conversations that you get to have. And again, if you're trying, everything we talked about is like build relationships and connect with people. There's, there's some really amazing people there that are building up 
seven, eight figure companies, but also just like some of the most genuine, kind hearted people you'll ever meet in your life. And like I said, the coolest thing about me is the people I know and the people I know come to my events, which I feel really grateful for. So yeah, we're, I would say that would be the best thing. So go to justgrowpodcast.com. That'll give you a little bit more insight into my world and yeah, shoot me a DM if you have any questions. I'm always love to connect with people. Hell yeah. And I, I would say like if you're in the Arizona Phoenix area and you are not at this event, you're, you're just silly, right? If you travel to go different places, I travel for people and for environment. I would travel, I would find out when the next event is if I weren't out here already and make it a point to be out here just for this event because, and it's not because I've been to an event yet. That's like, I'm just being fully transparent. It's not because I've been to one. It's because I've been around Nick and I've been around the people that he attracts and it is the sort of energy you want to put yourself around. It is something where I find myself now when Nick invites me out, I'm like creating this rule for myself that says, whatever it is, just say yes. Just say yes. Because he's gonna, the crowd that will be there will be your sort of people. So Nick, I wanna say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for you being here, for you making yourself available, for you sharing. I'm, there's so much more to share, but just even beginning this with me, and you've already shared you know, the full story with me offline. So just thank you for that as well. And thank you for just being an authentic, not for just, but for being authentic and genuine. Yeah, well, thank you, brother. I mean, the thing I always say, I think we could close out with this because I want to make sure that we don't get cut off by battery or memory (laughs) card. Um, Because it's been interesting. I've, I've, it really has been interesting as this whole podcast has grown and I've, to be honest, I created somewhat of a, a fame and spotlight, especially in the Scottsdale area with these events. And I do get a lot of compliments these days. And it's, it was challenging for me at first. I'm like, how do I handle this? It's like, I want to accept them, but I feel like it's even kind of like building up an ego in me. And I don't know, it's just really interesting. But one of my friends <clears throat> said something really profound to me because I was asking him how he deals with people ha- giving yeah. him compliments. And so... You know, everything that you're recognizing is me in me is the reason you're recognizing it is because I'm ultimately a mirror for you. And the only reason that you're recognizing it in me is because you see part of yourself in me. We're all we're all mirrors for each other. Absolutely. And so the fact that you're acknowledging and recognizing all these amazing things, and I'm really grateful that you you say these things because I appreciate it. But I would just have to, like, put that right back on you and say it's because because of the work that you've done person you've become because of how authentic and genuine you are um so that's just what i'll say about that man i'm, I'm happy for that bro because i received <laughs> that and that means i'm hella handsome now <laughs> like, i appreciate that bro so yeah i'm looking forward to part two for this one guys make sure you go check out just grow i'm gonna have all the descriptions down below the links below instagram youtube the website go check it out go so, show some support he puts a lot of work into what he does. He puts a lot of work into gathering the right people, into working on himself daily so that he can show up and provide value. And I'm telling you, you are going to be just so stoked and mind blown when you see the video visions. Like it's insane. (laughs) So we'll put you off there. We'll pause to this one for now. And I look forward to seeing part two.